From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. On Monday, Scott Morrison announced a revamp of the National COVID Coordination Commission, the body he tasked with leading Australia's pandemic recovery. But not much is known about Neville Power, the man handpicked by the Prime Minister to run the NCCC. Today, Margaret Simons on who Power is and what the Commission is actually doing. Margaret, is it strange that we know so little about someone who has been as prominent in business as Neville Power? It is a little strange, particularly given that the Prime Minister obviously thought that he was the man for his current job, but he has been rather in the shadow of other people. Margaret Simons writes on business for the Saturday paper. He's also universally described as a calm and quiet man and he was once said to be Australia's least narcissistic CEO. So he hasn't sought the limelight and, of course, he declined to be interviewed for this profile. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about his reputation in business. He was the CEO of, of Twiggy Forest Fortescue Mining and before that he was at Thies Construction. So... What did people say about his record? Well, two very sharply divergent views. Those who talk about his record at Fortescue uh, credit him with putting the bedrock under Twiggy Forest's big dreams, riding the roller coaster of iron ore prices and relationships with various stakeholders and growing the company during that time, in fact, saving the company at one point in 2012 when iron ore prices dropped and the company was loaded down with um, the very burdensome debt. And so he emerges from that story as Mr Competent, uh, calm, cool, tough, collected and a really good foil to Twiggy Forest's dreams. But it's almost as though the man who ran Thies was a different person because people talk about him quite differently. Um, those who remember him at Thies are highly critical. Um, now, Thies Constructions, at the time, its biggest projects were the Wonthaggy desalination plant for the Victorian government, very complicated project, and the airport link in Brisbane. And both of those projects ran into huge problems, big cost overruns, and when Neville Power left Thies, it became clear within weeks that there was what insiders describe as a basket case left behind with um, huge losses on both projects, particularly the desalination plant. People blame Neville Power firmly for the problems there. He was headhunted by Twiggy Forest for the Fortescue Mining position, really just weeks before some of the depth of the problems became evident to the financial markets. So you've got Mr Competent at Fortescue and something quite different um, in the way people remember him at Thies. It's like he changed personality when he flew west. Mm-hmm. And can you take me back and tell me a little bit about his formative years? Sure. Well, he was born in 1958 um, and it's really, you know, an, almost an Australian archetypal story. He was raised on Bushy Park, which is about 70 kilometres from Mount Isa, a cattle property, um, homeschooled until he was 12 and I interviewed his nanny and she remembers him particularly in contrast to his siblings who are a bit more boisterous as, um, quote, 
a serious little fellow, unquote. Of course, power is anything but little these days. One of the first things people mention about him is how imposing he is physically, very tall and solid. He left school in his teens and started work as an apprentice fitter and turner at Mount Isa Mines, and he spent uh, nearly 20 years with that company, uh, rising through the ranks and eventually running some of its divisions. Um, And in the meantime, he got a Bachelor of Engineering from what's now the University of Southern Queensland, and later on in life he got an MBA from the University of Queensland. He then went south and ran Smorgan Steel, for a while, which is a steel manufacturing company, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, It was one of the last uh, elements of the Smorgan business empire. Um, And from there, he moved to running Thies. What about his life outside of business? Yeah, so he's a pilot, very keen pilot. He owns a private jet. He also flies helicopters. He still owns the family property in North Queensland, near Mount Isa, and he returns there regularly and um, musters the cattle. Um, he's still very much um, got that connection to rural Australia. So as well as his work in mining, Neville Power is the head of the National COVID Coordination Commission. Can you tell me about that commission? Sure. Well, I can tell you what is known, but one of the persistent criticisms of the commission is that there isn't much transparency. We're not really clear what it's doing. Um, Having written this profile, I suspect maybe it's not doing as much as was anticipated, but it's possible there's a great deal going on behind the scenes, in which case there are certainly concerns about lack of transparency. We'll be back in a moment. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. As a a. 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Margaret, we're talking about Neville Power and the National Coronavirus Coordination Commission. What do we know about what the Commission is actually doing? Well, not much. Thank you, Chair. And uh, Neville Power, the Chair of the COVID-19 Coordination Commission. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, It's been only 10... Power appeared before a Senate committee in early June... And he talked about in the first five weeks, which was that period of crisis in in March, uh, going in through into April, um, how they used their connections to unstick supply chains and solve immediate problems. Um, We also helped to to patch disrupted supply chains with border closures and international border closures, and particularly things like keeping marine pilots um, available for shipping movements through major um, ports and uh, transport of materials. 
So that first stage was very much... Since then, the public-facing part of their work is really pretty modest. Um, if you go to the website for the Commission, you will find information sheets aimed at business on COVID-safe operations and COVID-safe um, opening of hospitality and so on. Um, and they're undoubtedly useful, but there's nothing about them that makes you think the public service couldn't have generated them, with, perhaps with a bit of consultation. Um, and then they claim to have engaged with um, a huge number, I think it's over a 1,000, um, of businesses and community groups. And I did a, a bit of a sample of those, um, ringing some of the ones that are on the list. Most of them are on the list because they attended webinars or other events that were addressed by Power or other Commission members. Um, I only found one who had had extensive conversations. Um, and um, there's some odd omissions on the list as well. For example, um, the ABC isn't on the list. Um, SBS is, it should be said, which is a little strange given that ABC obviously has a, a recognised role as national broadcaster and emergency broadcaster. So there may be a great deal going on behind the scenes. There was a interim report by a manufacturing task force that was actually leaked to the media um, back in May and that was recommending uh, government investment in developing a gas industry as part of the COVID recovery. Um, but Power distanced himself from that report when he appeared before the Senate. Um, the leaked report, Senator, doesn't reflect the views of the Commission. It was an interim report, and I can't recall whether we'd seen it at all or whether it was in very early draft and presentation when we saw it. And uh, the Commission is not... He said it was just a preliminary document and didn't necessarily represent the views of the Commission, which is in any case only an advisory body. Um, it doesn't have decision-making power. Mm. Can you tell me more about Monday's announcements? How has the Commission's function changed? Not a huge amount seems to have changed. Good morning, everyone. I'm joined by Nev Power, and we're making an announcement today about the uh, National COVID Commission and its reformation as a Prime Minister's advisory body, uh, an advisory board. Uh, but before the Prime Minister said he's asked them to focus on jobs, on job maker schemes and on uh, the recovery. Uh, we believe that that Commission needs to now move into a new gear as we've sort of moved through a lot of those early problem-solving tasks and and as a result, I've decided to uh, re-establish it as an advisory board uh, to myself as Prime Minister uh, to work across the full spectrum of our job maker plan. Our job maker plan... But that has always been part of its role. It's always been about giving advice on the financial aspects of uh, the impact of the pandemic. Um, so it's not clear to me that that's changed. He's also slightly tweaked the name of it. It's now the National COVID Commission Advisory Board. But again, it was always an advisory body, not a decision-making body. So it's yet to become clear whether there's, you know, whether this is just a repackaging of the same old thing or whether it's actually doing something different. And it's still, I would say, unclear as to exactly what it is doing. Mm. Is there anything else that has uh, struck you initially about what the Prime Minister said today? Well, again, the lack of transparency. Um, we have no idea as to how these people were selected or chosen, what criteria the government was trying to um, 
to satisfy. Um, I mean, there's a fair sprinkling across the states and across different sectors. Two members have significant credentials in renewable energy, um, so potentially that suggests that renewable energy will be a focus for job creation. But I must say I suspect that maybe there isn't as much going on as we might think. Maybe the Commission is the um, the COVID-safe app of um, business organisation for the recovery. But I could be wrong. It could be that an enormous amount is going on, which in one way is of greater concern because it's not at all transparent. Meg, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. Margaret Simons writes on business for the Saturday paper in a position supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Also in the news... Who now work to... I would call on people to leave now. Leave now. Leave now. Don't come near me. Don't come near me. Leave the delay. Police have arrested six people at a Black Lives Matter rally in Sydney, including the protest organiser. The rally was ruled unlawful by the New South Wales Supreme Court on the weekend, but supporters said they would march anyway while social distancing and wearing masks. Five of those arrested were handed penalty infringement notices for breaching public health orders. And Victoria has recorded 384 new coronavirus cases and six more deaths. The state has paused non-urgent elective surgeries to free up more staff to treat COVID-19 patients. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.